like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Primal Pinky here with another BDSM United podcast. While you're acting as yourself, the scene you build is that of you holding utter, ultimate control. It's about using them as a toy to please you. The scene puts you above the submissive in all aspects, physically and emotionally. However, if you make the scenes and choices purely about you, your desires as a dom, then you're walking a dangerous road to failure. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for listening to this BDSM United podcast on cultivating dominance. Um, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. Most people balk at the idea of hitting, slapping, choking, ragdolling their partner for fear of hurting them. If this is you, kind of congratulate yourself because causing pain and fear, anxiety and distress to someone you love goes against everything that you should hold dear. And this is the way it should always be for the reality. It's your job as a dominant and as a partner to protect and encourage your submissive. But when it comes to the scene, the rules of reality or everyday life no longer apply. When a submissive asks or therefore begs you to hurt them or to choke them, to pull their hair, then the best choice you can make for your submissive is to give them what they desire in that scene. The line you have to walk is giving them enough sadistic punishment to satiate them without causing any serious lasting injury or harm. Where this line is will be different for every person in every relationship. That's why it's oftentimes uh, necessary for you to learn and then know your own partner. Many people don't want to be bruised or marked in any way. Some want nothing more than to feel sore for weeks to come. It's up to, me, up to you to make sure you're following these two guidelines of sadism in BDSM. Number one, no matter what your sub thinks or says they want, it's your job to know when to say no. If your submissive partner asks you to punch them in the face and leave them with a black eye, of course, this is an extreme example meant for hyperbole. Chances are your sub is caught up in the moment and giving into this request would negatively affect their life and most likely yours too when uh, their loved ones saw it in the days to follow. It's never okay to cause lasting future harm or injury or current gratification. Second, the second rule is to understand the line between kinky, sexy play and domestic abuse. 
if you slap your partner because nothing you could do would turn them on more in that kinky moment, then you're making a great choice. However, if you hit your partner because you're upset and you're just blowing off steam, well, that's abuse, pure and simple. Despite being the dominant and being in control, you never get to give in to your own emotions and act purely on your own desires. Of course, your desires do matter, but playing with a sub is not just about you. It's also about them. It's about giving your sub what they need and having the strength to take it as far as you need and no farther. What you need to understand is that the human body is incredibly resilient. With just a few pointers, it's easy to avoid ever going too far and hurting someone without having to wimp out and not giving your submissive the kink that they crave. You should start low and slow and then ramp it up. If you don't know how aggressive you need to be, start low and slowly increase the intensity until you've reached the desired level. This often really helps warm people up in more ways than one. Choose your spots carefully. The fleshy part of an ass can take an incredible amount of abuse, but skin over bone can't. You should never be hitting someone on the spine, at the back of the head and the eyes. You should never be using a solid hard toy on things like ribs. The goal is to punish them, to punish their body. Not in the same kind of punishment, but in, in uh, as corrective punishment, but in the sadistic S&M kinky way. Your goal is not to destroy them. It's better and safer to increase the duration rather than the intensity. Let me say that one more time because that's pretty important. It's better and it's safer to increase the duration rather than the intensity. If you want to spank your submissive until they cry, you don't need to start swinging as hard as you can. Instead, you just find a good solid slap and continue until the pain grows unbearable. The more you spank the same spot, the more it's going to hurt. By the end, you can be swinging softer than you were in the middle, but causing twice as much agony. You want to be smooth. When you're pulling hair, you're grabbing it near the base and you're applying smooth, constant pressure. Healthy hair can support the entire weight of a human body, but if you jerk or twist, especially in the wrong way, it can have terrible results. So be smooth and constant. And you never really want to use toys on the face. Be careful with slapping the face as well. It's very easy to miss hitting cheekbones, jaws, or eyes. In addition, a face slap has far more of an emotional reaction than you may expect. So take some care and consideration when you're slapping the face. Sometimes it'll be negative and others will find it as a positive experience. Finally, you want to embrace the glory of safe words. Now, safe words are completely optional. Uh, 
uh, depending on your dynamic and how well you know your partner. But we generally, uh, as a good guideline, suggest that you you start with safe words. And the standard safe words are yellow and red. Uh, Yellow, this means that your sub is reaching the end of their rope. They're no longer enjoying this particular sensation and they, and they don't want that sensation to continue. When you get a yellow, it's your job to understand exactly why they safe worded yellow and then move on with the scene. You always choose something con- contrasting to move to. If you're beating on your sub's ass and they yellow on you, then you start giving them pleasure instead, perhaps. Reward your subs for saying yellow. If they feel the need to say it, then it's important that you hear it. Now, red is the vanilla equivalent of no or stop or don't. A scene ends on red. It always should end on red. Uh, It always should end, sorry, if they red on you. Chances are, if you're being a responsible dom, you'll never hear red spoken. But there are situations where it may happen, especially if your sub suffers from anxiety or panic attacks or something you do, even if you don't intend it to, of course, it may trigger them in some emotional way. If you get a red, the only thing left to do is have an honest discussion and provide the amount of comfort or aftercare that your sub needs. You should never continue a scene after hearing red, and you should probably never consider starting again that same night. Uh, Red is very serious. That's why we offer another one called yellow. If you use these safe words, you can relax knowing that your safety, that they are your safety net. If your sub asks you to spank them and once you start, they start to cry and they say, no, it hurts. No more. Stop. The reality says it's time to stop. You've gone too far. But the scene is different. For many, this is the sexiest part. Having a somewhat consensual, non-consent type of uh, aspect to the scene. Being forced to take it after it stops being fun and being spanked past the point of tears and sobs. If you trust your submissive and you're confident that they know and will use a, a yellow or a red if they need it, then saying no more stop and it hurts is part of the scene. It's part of the role play of the scene. If your sub actually needs you to stop, they'll say yellow. This means what you're doing is correct. You're hurting them as much as they need to be hurt at this time in this scene for their and your pleasure. As with anything in BDSM, everything you uh, that that you've heard in this podcast is extremely contingent on a large amount of trust and communication with your partner. If your submissive wants to use a safe word but doesn't out of fear, that's a really big problem. That's actually, I consider that a breach of trust in the relationship. If you don't have complete trust between the two of you, 
you shouldn't be pushing any limits in BDSM in any way. The final note is this, and in many parts of the world, everything that we've just talked about is technically illegal. It doesn't matter if your sub asks for it. It doesn't matter if you fill out a contract. It doesn't matter if they explicitly state, even in writing, exactly what they want from you. Uh, In the United States where we live, for example, physically attacking another human is illegal. There's no form of consent which can usurp the law. So we want to be perfectly clear. It's absolutely possible for a submissive here in the United States to ask you to beat them, to enjoy every second of it, to thank you when you're done, then to go home and be coerced by a family member or someone else, uh, even report it as abuse. Uh, They could go to the police and you could be charged with criminal assault. For this reason, you need to be careful to never play with anyone you don't fully trust. This is one reason why we stress vetting so much. And while BDSM is morally and ethically justifiable and it's downright beautiful when it's done correctly, laws are oftentimes not on our side. So definitely want to do an amount of trust building and vetting before you engage in kinky play. And you definitely don't want to do kinky play with strangers That's just uh, not necessarily something that's good. You're definitely putting yourself at an additional risk that you may or may not have uh, fully been aware of previously. There is definitely a legal risk involved. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast on Cultivating Dominance. Uh, It's been a joy speaking with you today. Again, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. Consider supporting us. Uh, We've been looking to do some upgrades to our equipment to allow for some interviews. And uh, you can uh, support us by going to the support link uh, at the bottom of every podcast. Or you can also cash at me at the dollar sign Primal Piggy. Uh, Thank you so much for all that you've done uh, in spreading the word about this podcast to your friends and those you know who uh, would enjoy these types of adult educational BDSM podcasts. It's been a joy speaking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. 
You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.